this is not the podcast to be listening to in the car with your kids. Um, it's definitely not PG. Maybe a conservative grandmother or mother wouldn't exactly appreciate the language because I cuss a lot. Sorry, not sorry. But I do hope this brings you a little LOL moment, makes you think, honey, roller coaster of emotions. Hold on to your nipples. We're about to enter 30 Paws. <laughs> Welcome to episode three, guys. I'm excited that you're listening. I'm one cup of, co- cup of coffee. Yeah, cup of coffee. I'm one cup of coffee in. Clearly, I didn't do my vocal warm-ups before we started. And um, she's ready to go. She's rip-rearing and running to go. I hope you guys had a great week. Mine was very meh. Nothing to complain about, but awful, awful, awful. God, today's this is this is where we're at, yeah. But also, um, nothing exciting. I've learned to kind of embrace the boring too. I'm learning. I haven't learned. It's not past tense. It's a constant for me. I'm learning to embrace the mundane because life isn't always mundane, and I think we know that. This week, DMX passed. And for all of us 30 pausers and above, this one hurt. This one hurt. I remember watching VH1's Behind the Music. And mind you, VH1's Behind the Musics are old. I mean, those are almost, I would say almost 20 years old. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing any fast math for you guys on this Sunday morning. Um, but, yeah, that was a while ago, right? And I remember watching his behind the music and I was just like, oh, this poor guy, he is just suffering. He has really been suffering his addiction for such a long time. And that was like 15, 20 years ago. So I say, you know, to all the people who are like, well, yeah, you should have recognized his greatness while he was here. Bitch, we have been. We have been recognizing this man's greatness. You were born in 97. His first album came out in 98. Have several seats. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I think people didn't realize like how much we bopped to him in middle and high school. Who didn't love DMX? We had cheerleading routines, music cut to DMX. Like, hello, let me shut my phone off now Christ that's annoying so at any rate um I just I feel for his family but I really do think that wherever his soul has taken him he's definitely in a better place because that man really did suffer so mm, R.I.P. DMX moving on to a bit of a lighter note um, we have a lot of, we have a lot to cover today. Today's episode is called STFU. That acronym is called Shut the Fuck Up. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But first, it's time to release the particles. Yes, 
This is a segment of this 30-part podcast where I really like to just clickety-clack my acrylics as a sign to really release the particles. Just really, you know, getting whatever just really grinds my gears, getting it off my chest, and then we're just releasing it out into the world, releasing those particles. Maybe to never mention again, maybe just to release for the time being. I don't know. We don't know, but we need to release them. So on my first releasing, I just want to say to Facebook, I have all social media platforms pretty much, I think, but Facebook grinds my gears the fucking most. Every time I get on Facebook, I'm just like, God. Give me a fucking break, Facebook. Like, seriously? For example, it's like, when I, like, so I mentioned last episode, when I got my Botox and everything, oh my God, people were like, nah, la, 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 la. I think, you know, what Facebook is, is just like, you, those people think they actually, like, know you when you haven't spoken to them in 15 plus years. So they have this, like, perception of you, of your past self. Whereas, like, if you get on, like, Instagram, you get on Twitter, or you get, I don't know, I think those are the two other main ones that I really use, but if you get on those two platforms, it's just, like, you can be, you can be a bit more, like, a free-for-all, because there's not a whole lot of people that know you, that follow you, and I'm just speaking from my experience, like, I'd much rather have people who don't, like, personally know me follow me than people who personally know me follow me. And I know that's actually quite contrary to um, a, probably a majority of, of my followers. But I think that for me, I'm just like, I just don't want people to be thinking they know me when they once knew me. Does that make sense? I don't know. For me, I'm just kind of like, give me a fucking break, Facebook. And also, it's just like the older demographic, the baby boomers are in there, and they don't understand um, memes, humor, sarcasm, so they're instantly offended. Like, uh, everybody just loves to get offended and loves to go back and forth on Facebook. And I'm just like, give me a fucking break. So that's what I want to say. But on the flip side, I have gotten the most, you know, website traffic through Facebook. So that's cool or whatever. But, you know, that's just the one social media platform where I'm like, ugh, I feel like you're a necessary evil at this point. But I don't, like, hop on there and, like, really try to um, take anything seriously. And anybody that has probably read my statuses or whatever, I th- or my stories or whatever, I think they know that. But at the same time, y'all, this whole social media thing, it's exhausting. That's why people with, you know, platforms and with larger, like, budgets actually have people to do that shit for them because it's fucking exhausting. I don't want to be on that shit all the time, but I do it because I have a podcast and I have things that I want people to know about. So especially with Facebook, I find it just to be just a necessary evil. So we're just one, two, three. Give me a fucking break, Facebook. (sighs) Yes, we released that. I'm glad we did. Um, 
another release the particle moment, and I don't know if I've really expressed this to you all that much, but um, face tattoos, um, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent of tattoos. Like, do what you want with your body in general, huge proponent with that. But when it comes to face tattoos, you guys, it's like, it's like an episode of Oz. Do you remember that HBO show, Oz, about those guys in prison? It's just like, I just think in instant, like, you know, solitary confinement, scary, dark, dark things when I see face tattoos. And I'm seeing them more and more on these kids. Sound like a little grandma over here, but I just can't with a face tattoo for me personally. But if you're all tatted up and, like, that's your aesthetic and, like, you're, you know, I do have a friend or two that I'm, like, okay, you, but you can pull that off because, like, A, you're an artist and, B, like, it makes sense because your entire, the rest of your entire body is covered in face tattoos. For me, it's more conducive to their lifestyle and brand. But then I oftentimes, like, I saw a girl at um, Moe's and she, um, Moe's, you know, the the burrito place or whatever. This was probably a solid year ago. But I saw her at Moe's, and I just thought, oh, my God. She couldn't have been older than 19 years old, and she had the largest face tattoo. And I just thought, baby girl, you're going to be working at Moe's for, unless you have some kind of amazing entrepreneurial spirit and plan in place for the rest of your life because that thing is wild. Mind you, she had very fair skin it was just a lot it was a lot and it's almost like I look at it and it almost like concerns me am I sounding like a golden girl right now you guys whatever I don't care to me a face tattoo I will never even date a man with a face tattoo mm -mm. no 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 I'll pass on the little wings no thank you not my type so we're just gonna Release the particles on the face tattoos. If you have face tattoos and you're listening to this, and I hope you're just laughing at me because um, I don't want to offend you, but at the same time, um, it's a no for me, dog. It's definitely a no for me. Um, my last but not least, release the particles is Ariana Grande's ponytail. Why? Baby girl, you you are white, so you have a lot of natural hair that you can probably be working with, yet you hide it under that large ponytail. I don't understand it. I will be the first to bop to an Ariana Grande uh, track, a record, whatever you want to call it, song. I bop, honey. 34 plus 35, I don't really know what that means. But I was bopping, you know, like I we she gives us moments. She gives us notes. But this same style and this ponytail, when you are creeping up on 30, I am praying for a style makeover. I really, really am. I just want Jonathan Von Ness to just chop that pony and fuck up those natural follicles. I really do. It's time. I'm so sick of seeing it. She, It's like she's giving off this, like, I'm a young kid, 
like sex kitten vibe and it it's like but girl you're 28 and it's and i'm afraid that p- creepy people and and pervs are going to be like fantasizing about you because of your younger look is that bizarre is that wild or am i just being too much about it I don't know I I honestly it's really I've thought I've put a lot of thought into this as you guys can tell and I for me for one I just need that ponytail to fucking go I need the skater skirts to go um the boots to go the oversized sweatshirts to go I want honey I want like a red carpet um Christian Siriano dress with a sleek like Hollywood curls and a red lip. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. I want some grown woman shit on Ariana, okay? But I will say this. I always bop to her music. Do I want to see her live? No. I have no desire to see her live, Um, but she is a great recording artist for sure. And that's my opinion on Ariana Grande and her ponytail. Oh, I do love her and Demi's new song. That's probably one of my favorites from Demi's album. But any hootie, hey, you guys, we got to release the particles on Ariana Grande's ponytail. <sighs> good talk. Ooh, I'm, I'm feeling, actually, I'm feeling really good about that release the particles um, segment there because I needed that. I needed, she needed the release. And she got it. All right. On to the next. On on to the next one. Man, let me tell you guys. When I'm going to be able to, like, hire a sound person for this podcast, it's over for you, hoes. It is truly going to be over. You know, last week was such a, a high anxiety thing for me because on Monday the episode didn't go through and GarageBand was just trying my life. And I won't get into it, but let me tell you, when I do, I am going to get a sound person and literally just record and do my thug fizzle and then let every let the professionals do their shit. Do you know what I mean? But it's baby steps, and that's not what we're doing right now. So, and I'm really trying to live more in the present. So here we are. Um, so today's episode, shut the fuck up or STFU, um, really has to do with what I've learned, especially more applied. I learned this a while ago, but I feel like I really started applying it when I was getting in my 30s, and that really is. Truly shutting the fuck up. I used to be a teacher. (laughs) Guys, I used to be a teacher. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sometimes, like, I have had, like, nine careers. I'm 34. I've literally had nine careers. And, like, every time I tell someone, yeah, I used to be a middle school teacher, they're like, shut up. And I'm like, yeah, I swear swear to God. And I was a good one. I really, really was. But... One day I looked in the in the break room and I just thought, I don't want to be any of you when I grow up. And teaching is just such a thankless job. It really, really is. And it wasn't, it, it's not what I wanted to do forever. But I used to be a teacher. And I taught middle school academics, so I taught English and ESOL. 
and then before that, I really started teaching theater and dance um, quite a bit when I was like in my mid third mid twenties, all the way up until pretty much I left Tampa. So that is a majority of my professional background. Um, but when I tell you, I used to when I, I taught middle school. So middle school, wow, what a weird, whew, what a weird stage developmentally for kids. Let alone like just what like such pressure middle school just sucked it sucked for everybody right like it's just so awful and you don't know what your body's doing and your your literal brain development is just like rapidly happening and um you can't stand your parents and you know you're awkward but you think you're cool middle school was just rough all around so um but that was definitely an age group that I was like I have to teach older kids I'm not a elementary school teacher I can teach like a dance class or a theater, you know, class or what have you for like an hour or two with younger kids. But to, you know, be teaching six, seven, eight hours a day, it's got to be older kids for sure, like middle and high school. So I used to tell my middle schoolers to be quiet because a lot of them would talk just to talk. And I was a literature English teacher. So when we really started, especially my gifted classes, when we really started to get into deep conversations about the novel we were reading, a lot of times the students would really start to piggyback off each other and say the same thing. So especially when my gifted students, I would always tell them with all my students, but especially with my gifted students, I said, hey, just because, you know, you're going to raise your hand and share, just make sure that it's a new thought. And I had to expand on that and tell them basically like, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And we need to listen a lot more than we need to speak. So if, you know, Johnny over here is saying something about a character and, you know, you agree with him, you can definitely tell him like, yes, I definitely, you know, I thought that I agree with you. But if you don't have a new thought, you're not adding to the conversation. You're simply just piggybacking off them. And so, you know, a lot of times I would have the same students like raise their hand and I'd look at them and I'd say new thought and they'd think about it. And eight times out of 10, they'd put their hand right back down because there's just not a new thought. And I think we need to do that as adults. We not we I think we do need to do that as adults. We need to start really listening. Listening to not only each other, but listening to younger generations and so that we're in older generations and just everybody so that we can really thoroughly understand and make sure that we are actually hearing them. And listening so that we aren't thinking in our heads our response back. We're literally listening to every thought and we're taking a breath, we're taking a moment, and then we're responding. You know, a lot of times that's why I loved like debate so much because I, you know, even in when when I taught my classes too, we kind of did a lot of debates and it's it's a great way for you to actually truly just finish what they're saying now if they make a point I'd always tell them if the other side the opposing side is making a point and you obviously can't interrupt them because that's not how debates go um, don't use the presidential debates as an example because that was wretched but um, 
you know, write it down. That's why you have a piece of paper and pen right there. Write it down, and then you can circle back to it after you're making um, your points. So I really had my students really start to embrace that, and not just in the academia classroom, but also the performing arts classroom too. Um, and it's And it's so true, and I really just, I don't, just say that stuff just to feel powerful and preachy. Like I actually practice it because I really want to, I really want to listen to people and make sure that I'm not, you know, reacting, but I'm actually just responding to them with like actual well thought out things um, to say back, intelligent things to say back, things that are um, actually worth saying. So, I'm not an expert at shutting up <laughs> in awkward or high-stake positions or situations, but I have learned to pause and think, hmm, is this helpful? Is this supportive? Is this kind? And if it's not any of those things, I shut the fuck up. Yeah, not perfect at it at all, but I'm getting there. And in most... I think in the most tense or high-stake moments, it's really best to say nothing. It's really, really best to say nothing. I learned that. I actually had an ex-boyfriend um, give me that advice. I had um, taught a, a summer uh, theater and dance intensive, and, you know, six weeks is insane to write a show, put it together, direct them, and all that stuff, especially with kids and I absolutely loved that opportunity. I loved that program. It was, it's so amazing. But I had um, a parent complain about me. And um, when it's showtime, when it's tech week, if you're, you know, a theater nerd or a performer or an entertainer or have been in any of those positions, y'all know tech week is intense. It's high stress it's everyone is just you know a ball of emotions too because it's right up to the show and you just try to make the best piece of art you can possibly can right and this was most definitely the best show I have co-written I did all of the sound design I did all of the choreography I directed it so not needless to say this show was my baby it was so important for not only my students to feel like they're putting on a great performance and a performance they can be proud of, um, but at the same time, I, um, you know, it's tech week, and it's, I'm, you know, I'm kind of barking. If they're not listening the first time, I'm barking the second time, and I shouldn't have done that, um, for sure. You know, you live and learn, but it was nothing wild out of the ordinary, nothing like, inappropriate or what have you but apparently this parent who they've never experienced theater or tech week or dance before thought it was just a little out of line or crazy or whatever I don't know I mean she can feel however she wants to feel I don't really care um but at the same time I had to have a talk with my director and the CEO of of that um of that nonprofit theater and this was post the show so this was the show the program everything was already done and the parents still decided to complain so I had to have a talk with them and I was dating this guy at the time and and I was just like 
I stand by how I'm how I'm teaching these kids. Did I do it in the most graceful way? No. Could I improve on that? Yes. But I stand by what they're learning and what I said, and, and especially this child was just always talking just to talk. And it was completely unnecessary. And I think a lot of those students who were more serious about the craft got annoyed with it too. But I was in charge. I was the teacher. And I, you know, let her, let her know to be quiet. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, I'm, I'm really just anxious about this talk I'm supposed to have with the director and, the, and whatnot and of the program and whatnot. And he was like, don't say anything. He was like, you said what you had to say. Um, if there's anything that is going to change from it, like, take it. But you don't have any power in this moment. So don't say anything. And I didn't. I let them talk. I let them share, you know. I let their concerns. I listened, actively listened. I nodded, you know, through just my body language. I showed them, like, hey. I hear you. Got it, you know. Um, and at the end, they were like, do you have anything else to say or do you want to add? And I said, no, I'm good. You know, I stand by um, the show. I stand by what we did. I think that that was just the situation where that mother-daughter were um, not used to, you know, discipline and structure. And I was their introduction to that. And... Um, that's their opinion. That's my opinion. I want to move on from this, and that's it. And they both were like, okay, we just wanted to let you know. So I learned a lot from that conversation because I did shut up, because I didn't react. I didn't um, get emotional about it. Of course I did privately, <laughs> and I vented, and I vented to him, and I had – um, you know, friends and another colleague that I vented to, too, you know, of course, you know, you have to get those feels out and those emotions out. But at the same time, I was just like, it's honest to God best for me to just shut the fuck up right now. And if anything, I think unwanted opinions and commentary are unnecessary, says the girl who has a podcast. But I'm, I'm talking in serious, you know, circumstances. Um, I'm talking more of like, you know, things that, you know, you can have people, um, you know, produce art or music or um, a new project or a business or what have you. And you can have all the opinions of you, you want on their branding or their logo or um, their sound or what have you, but unless it's kind, supportive, um, yeah, unless it's kind, supportive, helpful, shut the fuck up. That old saying of like, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Yeah, everybody has one, but especially if this is something that, or a person that you follow or, um, whether you know them personally or what have you, it's best just to not say anything unless it's asked for. I have really tried to practice that um, the most with with this past year. It's just like 
If it is not asked for, I am not saying anything. If I had like a little fairy record every little thought that happened in my brain, I'm probably sure I would be a very hated person. Because if if it's not nice, don't say anything at all. Miss Tracy used to say that to me all the time, but that's just so damn true. And so we can have opinions. It's normal to have opinions. It's normal to have um, these sort of thoughts. But just shut the fuck up. If it's not kind, helpful, supportive, just shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? I've had unwanted opinions about this podcast given to me by people who don't even know me personally. I don't. I just simply ignore it. At this point, it's like I don't even have the energy, I don't have the time or the wherewithal to even go back and forth with those type of people. If you are not coming to me with a solution, if you're not coming to me with a with anything that is going to actually help me, then be quiet. Just truly lock it up, zip it and throw away the key, and you're lucky I'm not blocking your ass. That's all I got to say about that. Ugh. So I'd like to move on to the Heather Help segment. And this is just going to be really quick. Uh, ladies, it is springtime, soon to be summertime. And I did a little spring cleaning um, and just got rid of some clothes and some things that are uncomfortable or just too big for me to wear. And um, really took a good inventory on what I need to have for my spring and summer. And I love wearing dresses. They're so easy for me. They're just, it's one and done. Just slip it on, put on some heels and you're out the door, right? Or sneakers or whatever you want to wear. And you're out the door. It's one piece and it's so convenient. Well, if you're got your thighs a rubbing and it's the summer And there's a lot of friction happening down there. I just want to share with you that there is a brand called Mega Babe. And it has a deodorant stick for your thighs. And it's called Thick Thigh Rescue. And I cannot praise this brand enough. Katie Serino is the founder and she's freaking awesome. So you should definitely follow her, but then go and follow mega babe because the thick thigh rescue is literally everything, especially being that it's spring and summer and dress summer dress season is upon us. So we got to keep it fresh, not funky. Get you some mega babe. You're welcome. That's going to conclude this episode of STFU, also known as Shut the Fuck Up. I am the queen of literally Googling acronyms. Um, I didn't Google that one, but I did Google like For the Win or the FTW. That one took me a while. Um, Work from Home. That one took me a minute. Anywho, she's a little slow. I also just realized 34 plus 35 equals 69 okay so that took me a minute ariana you know i'm a golden girl deep inside i'm not a prude i don't like your ponytail but i'm always gonna bop to your music so 
it is what it is. It, it that's that's it, and that's all. That's that's really all I gotta say. Thirty pausers, thank you so much for listening. Until next week, bye.